but that was my last job seven years previously. No college experience, no experience in marketing, no experience in the online world. So I was terrified. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome to the show. I am your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer. If you're new to me, I want you to know this. I started freelancing back in 2009 when I, I'm going to do air quotes here, accidentally became a freelancer. There was a small mom and pop print shop in Oklahoma City, and they asked me to help with their Facebook marketing. I said yes. And from there, the rest is history. Over the years, I've taken on many, many clients. I've probably worked with at least 100 clients by now in capacities where I help as a retainer marketing assistant, or I come in and do small projects, and it has been so fulfilling and fun for me. Part of my shtick is I became a stay-at-home mom totally willingly. Loved it, loved it, loved it. But there was just always part of me that needed something else to do. I'm a little bit of a busybody. I am ambitious, but I didn't really have ambition or clarity or vision. I just didn't know what was possible. And when I started staying home with my son, I loved doing the work. I just loved having a little piece of the pie that was for me, that was outside of my children's nap schedules and school schedules and feeding them and cleaning the house. Like That just didn't bring me joy as much as I struggle with that. And I know I am not alone in that department. And I also needed something to do outside of my husband's career. He's in the military. We were moving all of the time. It was really hard to start over. By coming back to work on my own terms, I inadvertently created this six-figure business. And it's been amazing because I have worked with top clients. I've been a part of teams. I've been a part of something bigger. There's this thing called the ripple effect where when I help one client, like for instance, I just helped a client who's an infidelity coach. She helps women get through difficult times in their life. And to know I can help her help hundreds and thousands of other women feels so freaking good. And one of the reasons I started doing this business was I had fallen into the work and I saw some really smart, overeducated, underemployed fellow mom friends in the same boat. Some of them had kids, some of them didn't, some of them had degrees, some of them didn't. But I knew they could do this work and they would enjoy it and just love that purpose of life again and be contributing to the family's finances. Because it's a lot. It's a lot with kids. I have four. Piano lessons alone, soccer alone, my minivan alone. That all adds up. And it's so nice to be contributing. And it's nice to have this updated skill set where I could go back into the workforce if anything happened. And that's kind of what happened in my real life is I was looking for a plan B. How could I provide for my kids? How could I be independent of the military if I needed to be on my own? I think that having updated profitable skills is the most important thing. True, any one of us could go work at Wendy's and get a job, but could we feed our kids? Would we not have to like take two jobs on that hourly minimum wage? Yes. Would I work my way up really quickly? Yes, I would, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted this life where I call the shots, where I'm home when I want to. I can go to coffee with a friend when I want to. I can take vacation and not ask for time off. That's so important to me. 
I don't want you to miss out on life. At first, I hired some friends and friends of friends to work with me on my agency, and I realized that is not scalable. And not that I was after money, but I couldn't employ everyone. (laughs) I was in over my head with eight women on my team. And so I was like, what if I give you the skills and you just go off on your own and snatch up the clients who want to hire me who I'm turning down? And voila, here we are in this part of my business. I'm getting ready to relaunch my, it used to be called the Digital Media VA Crash Course. It's called the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. It's relaunching very, very soon. And that's exactly what these core implementation training videos that I made for my own agency and my own friends, like that's how this course came about. And I've refined it over the last couple of years and really owning in. Go back and listen to the previous episode if you want to know more what that's about. But that all came from me helping my fellow friends. And one of those friends is here on the podcast today. Her name is Natasha Straisman. She's here to talk about her journey. And we actually used to know each other several assignments ago, back when I did Mary Kay for that whole year. I can remember having Natasha over, and this was before she had kids, and just seeing so much about her. Her personality is magnetic. I love talking to her. I love meeting up with her in our digital marketing work group monthly happy hours. She is amazing. And it's so interesting to hear her story today because she was so afraid. You would never guess that. She was so afraid to get started, to put herself out there. She hadn't finished her engineering degree when she got married to a active duty military man. And she was afraid to acknowledge that being a mom wasn't enough because there's shaming in that, unfortunately, and that she wanted something more, but it also wasn't worth her time to drive to Starbucks at 3 a.m. in the morning for a $14 an hour job. So newsflash, move forward, time hop, fast forward. Natasha is now working for $50 an hour. She just texted me the other day. She has upped her rates. She's working exclusively with one client. It's all good. It's perfect for a mom who wants to work part-time. So she's here on the podcast today sharing her story about how she got started, what was really holding her back. And I think you're going to learn so much from this. And you know what's crazy? I don't even have show notes to connect to Natasha. Natasha did all of this without social media, without a website. And if you don't believe me, go back and listen to episode 96 and 97 about how you do not need all of this stuff to get started. If you've got me, you've got my network, you've got my training, you've got the profitable skills you're going to learn inside the course, and then you have all the job opportunities, you don't need that stuff to get started. And Natasha is living, breathing proof. So before we jump into the episode with her and her story and what the work has been like, I want you to go sign up for the How to Make a Living on Your Own Terms workshop. It is opening March 9th, 10th, and 12th. This is year 2022. If you're catching this on later, it's done and over. But right now, it's open for registrations. We are going to cover the big questions I get about what to price, what services to make, and how to create an irresistible package so that you stand out and get booked by clients. I want you to be 100% confident going into a discovery call, especially your first one, maybe it's not your first, with a clear, clear package and what you need to be doing. This workshop, I've never taught it before. I'm super excited. You're going to learn so much. You can sign up with the link in the show notes right now. Okay, let's jump into our episode with Natasha. Natasha. 
Hey, Natasha, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. We have been friends in real life and you have been such a driving force in our community of unicorns. I'm so thrilled for my podcast community to meet you. Welcome. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Now tell everyone a little bit about you and where you live. Oh boy. Currently, uh, we are in Los Angeles. My husband is active duty military, so we move around a lot. And when I had first met you, we were both kind of in the same boat, you know, like you had an Etsy shop and we had like dabbled in the MLM world and like, that's not who we are. So I related to you a lot. And then I had kids. I think you had just started having kids again, like your second wind. My second cycle. <laughs> your second cycle of kids. You know, it was like trying to navigate the mom thing, but also being a bored stay-at-home mom thing. I don't have a college degree. I did go to college, but I didn't graduate because I kind of dinked around. And then my husband commissioned before I could graduate. I didn't go to business school. My background was in engineering and that was it. So you, uh, I remember reached out to me. It was after I had my second and she, you were like, Hey, I'm starting to do this. And I'm teaching my friends how to do this because it's like, you can do this. Like, I know you, you could do this. I was terrified. I had a seven year resume gap. My previous job was a store manager at Starbucks. I mean, logistically it was my favorite job. I loved it. It was all organization. It was people. It was great. But that was my last job seven years previously. No college experience, no experience in marketing, no experience in the online world. So I was terrified. And you kept texting me occasionally and like sending me emails and being like, no, but you can really do this. I was so passionate about helping my friends back then because I had booked out so quickly and I had gone to this conference and I never really saw what could come of this. I remember somebody hinting at a VA course and I'm like, what? People do that? What? That's stupid. And then I went to this conference and I met this girl who everyone else is talking about memberships and what they should do. And I'm like, I'm just here as a sidekick or whatever. And I got swarmed by people who wanted to hire me. And I remember thinking in that audience, because I probably have a little bit of ADHD, like my mind wanders. I couldn't sit through all those presenters. And I kept thinking, there's got to be something here for me. I'm going to have my moment, but maybe not. It's okay. And then I sat there and realized I could teach Laura to do this. I could teach Natasha to do this. I could teach Claudia to do this. And like all of my friends' faces popped in front of my eyes. That's what happened. I realized that business owners just needed competent people. And I knew so many and just my friends. I'm like, I'm just going to start there and see what happens. So I can't remember what you said that showed me you were interested in working, but I knew we shared a similarity and that mom life wasn't as fulfilling and I've shared this story before, like when I first had my first kid, I saw hunky dory. Second kid, I was like starting to get bored. And then by third and fourth kid, I'm like, I need something for myself. And you've like shared that with me too, that you were just looking for something else in your life. Share a little bit about that. Cause I think moms totally relate. So I always describe it as, you know, like, I feel like I'm missing some sort of like genetic nurturing mom gene or something. Like, I think that's missing because I value my space. I value adult interaction. I value, you know, a little bit of independence and identity outside of just being a mom or just being a military spouse. 
But as a mom and as a military spouse, my husband's gone two to three weeks out of every month. And if I have to go to work at Starbucks at three o'clock in the morning, daycares don't open then. What do I do? If I'm going to school again, you know, that was soul crushing in my brain, like going back to college as a 30 something with toddlers and a husband who's gone at the flip of a hat and homework and no, (laughs) like hard pass. It's too hard logistically to figure out, but then like, what do you do? Yeah. So my cousin, she's amazing. She had reached out to me and she was working for a nonprofit who helped college students come to the U.S. on work visas. And they would work for companies like Ghirardelli, Six Flags. And, you know, that was cool. But with my husband's job, being in contact with people internationally is sketch. And then, especially since I don't know them, being on the phone, trying to help book things with kids screaming in the background and crying and not being able to schedule meetings because of nap time. Like it was just, I think I did that job for about three months. They were sad to see me go. They were still reaching out to me afterwards to see if I would change my mind. But it was just, I was too anxious about what was happening in the background of these calls. Like it didn't seem like they minded, but I minded. Not the right kind of work for where you were. It was not. But like, again, you were still in my inboxes. You were still like, no, you can do this. And you don't have to be on the phone. Or you can make it really clear to your clients, I have kids, this is going to happen. If you still want to hire me, I'm here. Yeah, there's a lot of clients of mine who are mothers and they get it. And then also they respect what we're doing as military wives. And they are cool as long as you're communicating what's happening. Because I've had some PCSs where I had to go dark. And that's okay. Like we're hard workers. We set them up for success, but I love that you eventually said yes. And you were open to it. And just so you guys know, at the time, my course was called the digital media VA crash course. It was brand new. Natasha got into the second cycle and tell everyone about like that decision, because you shared things with me that I think a lot of people can relate to about like what you were doubting and questioning for so many of us. It comes down to that gap, that gap of non-working. You're talking about your seven-year gap. So tell me what you were thinking and going through. So I was thinking exactly the things I said previously. I don't have a college degree. I don't have a marketing background. I don't even have an updated resume. Like I can't even show work experience in the last five years. That's ridiculous. But it's a thing that moms go through. You know, like we take a step back because, you know, you put your kids and your husband's career and your family first or whatever. So I was terrified. But I remember you went live and I think you were at Tribe at the time. You went live and you were like in a bathrobe and you had your hair up and you were wearing like a mask. Yeah. And you were like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I remember watching that and thinking, oh, my God, she's so brave. (laughs) She's so brave. If, If she can do this, I can do this. But then I chickened out because you offered your first round and I only joined your wait list. And then you reached out to me and you're like, why? No. And I am not like this hardcore salesperson at all. I hate sales, but I I do remember being disappointed because I just, I saw so much potential in you to like make this work with your brain and your people skills. So that's so funny. I hope I wasn't annoying. (laughs) No, it wasn't annoying. It was more, 
you know, when your best friend is like, I want to get my ears pierced. I want to get my ears pierced, you know? And then you're like at the tattoo parlor and you're like, get your ears pierced. Yeah. Let's do this. And then they're like, no, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. And then you leave and you're like, ah, you know, I get it. It was that kind of a letdown because you knew I was hungry for this. Yeah. Knew I would be good at it. You knew I just needed my own thing. And then I chickened out. I did join second round. It was scary to make that commitment to myself. I mean, it wasn't even like you can replace money. You can replace all these things. It was one of those, like, what if I fall on my face and I make an ass of myself? What if I join the course and then Emily realizes that I'm an idiot and I can't do this kind of work? What if I'm not successful? What if I get through this course and I learn all these things and then I can't get a job? Like, is my lack of marketing background, is the lack of college degrees and work experience in the field going to hinder my success? I have to say something. This is all imposter complex. This is all stuff we deal with at all different stages in our life and all different like mediums and moments. And I was just on the phone with somebody the other week who is digital marketing certified, Natasha, and saying the same thing. And I don't think we'll ever feel quote good enough. And you've heard me say this, but it comes down to, can we do the work and will we follow through? Can we trust ourselves to follow through? And you were talking about how you were secretly like doubting yourself and wondering if you could do it. So what was it like when you got in and started doing the work? Like, tell us how that was. When I joined, you had tons of job leads. So it was pretty spoon feedy. I had a couple of interviews. I didn't get hired. I did a couple of email cover letter type applications to people. And like one lady responded back, like hard pass, no thanks. And then another lady didn't even respond back. And so then I like panicked and you're like, no, 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 this is how this works. Throw your name in the hat, like 10,000 times, something will stick. You just need to get your foot in the door. So I got a couple of clients, but they were for social media. You knew me well enough to know that social media would not be my jam. It wasn't. It was not my jam. A stepping stone to greater pastures. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't great at it. And I ended up getting fired by those two clients. Rocky stone. Right out the gate. You know, I felt like an epic failure. And then I like, I hermited. I like crawled in a hole. And I think Deb reached out to me and she was like, Hey, haven't seen you around. What's going on? And I'm like crying. I'm a failure. I'm totally going to ruin Emily's reputation. Like you guys shouldn't even be talking to me anymore because I'm so awful at this. So then Deb pep talked to me. She said, you need to get over yourself. You need to suck it up. Everybody gets fired. You need to do better. Like pick a different area then and do better. I think that's really hard when you're starting and you take on something that's not in your wheelhouse, but you got that clarity. You know enough about it to maybe direct another contractor on your team and know enough that you don't want to do it. But I feel so bad when new people start and that happens when it's not in their wheelhouse. And it could happen to you guys. Anyone listening to this, it could very well happen. I actually got fired from a social media job after a month. She's a very picky client. I was never going to keep her happy. It was a good thing. But the important thing is early on when that happens, you realize what it is, how it's going to help you, and you get yourself back up. 
dust off and move forward, move forward in a different direction because it is not indicative of your worth, your knowledge, your talent. It was just the wrong fit. Go back and listen to Claudia's episode. She has a lot of stories about wrong fits. I think Claudia and I have commiserated over that. (laughs) It's reality. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. No, like you are going to get fired. You are going to get ghosted. When you're first starting out, it's going to be rough. Let's see. So I finished the course in August. So between August and October, all that happens, right? So it's only been two months, which is still pretty early on. I did have some calls with people who did want to hire me, but I had learned enough at that point to know like I was not going to be a good fit for them personally or with the kind of work that they wanted done. So some of it was like a mutual, like, "Eh, I don't think this is going to work. But then in October, you had thrown me a bone and we're like, okay, we just need to get your confidence back up. We need you to just realize that you can do this. You had posted a job in the group and then you texted me and you're like, you need to apply for the job I just posted. So go put your name on there and say, you're going to apply. I was like, oh, so scared. That was the webinar one, right? That was the webinar one. So I did and I got it and it was great. Yeah. You eventually had to let that client go because you were moving on with other clients, which was cool because you passed it on to someone in the group who was starting out because it was a good entry level job, which is why I love our marketing work group so much. But tell us about the progression and where you ended up after all of this. Like, let's fast forward to like, what did it end up looking like? Oh, man. I got the webinar client and then I started doing more with people who were digital course creators and like doing more content, like more back end. Like I started scheduling emails and then it led to like scheduling events and like actually doing the whole big webinar thing. So not even a year later, by June, I score my big fish client, right? So at this point I had six little baby tadpole clients that I was doing hourly work for, and it was great. So we're going August to June. Like I had built up all these skills working with all these other little clients that somebody had posted in your group and they were like, Hey, I need to hire someone in the next 24 hours. You know, I have this big launch with an affiliate partner and the person who was working on it just quit. I need help to get through this. So I'm thinking this is a one-off project. So then I jumped in, did all the things. She was so grateful. She was like, how can we continue to make this work? This actually happens more than you think where you just never know. And you being flexible, being willing to do the work, not that you didn't have boundaries, but just that heart to show that you cared made all the difference. And a hundred percent, these business owners want to hire somebody they already know, like, and trust. They want to keep it in house and you proved your worth. This has happened to me where I've helped in a pinch and people are like, how can we keep you? If you like them, retain our client. If you don't, you can move on. (laughs) Well, and I think that that was like the turning point for me and in my confidence, it was like, okay, like I can do this on a legitimate level. Like I can present myself and say that this is what I do. Like I help business owners, like I genuinely help them. I'm not just another employee. I'm a sidekick. I'm a partner. I'm in this with you. And you had been considering going back to college. How is my program, just to like toot my own horn, how is that different than anything you learn in college? It's real life experience. I feel like so much of the time you're paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars 
for the hypothetical, for the methodology, for like all the stuff you don't necessarily need to make it applicable and to work in the real world. Like I could go to college and get a marketing degree and still have no idea how to translate that into the work I do now. They teach so much theory and there's no application. My own degree included, we have a podcast coming up with Noah Mittman about video editing and he talks about the same thing. It's just, it's crazy. When you're new to a job, when you're new to being a freelancer, something we're never getting is an orientation. We're like, we're just expected to pick up the pieces and run with our clients. So tell me how the course prepared you to do the work. You broke everything down. Every technical item, piece of software platform that I would need to know. And if you didn't break it down, you were like, I'm not doing every single one of these email marketing platforms because they're all similar. So I'm going to show you how to do it on this one. And I'm going to give you buzzwords that, you know, they might call it an automation or a workflow or, you know, whatever in a different platform. But like, these are the steps you take to do the things you say you're going to do. So that was huge because instead of going to like 50 hours of some college course, that's going to give me hypothetical situational theory. I had 15 minutes of like, click here, click here. This is what you do. This is what they mean when they say this, go do the work, go get that paycheck. So, I mean, for me, it was less time consuming during the course. You have all the people who were taking the course with you and you were doing live Q and A's every single week. You would drop the easy clients, the clients who needed like basic work that you knew we could handle, or you knew your course specifically covered in there to just help us get our feet wet, like help us start making that money, help us start building those skills and that confidence. Because I mean, at that point I didn't have any, because I was still in the, the fear paralysis mode. You know, I was still swimming in self-doubt. So to have you say, no, like these are jobs you can do right now. Like if you finished this module, apply for this job. So that was huge. And then even after that, so like you go through your course, you get all this great experience, you get all these job leads, you help build our confidence in that. We're all able to put questions in and ask each other questions. You were in there answering questions and like trying to help guide us. And then after that, I joined the work group, which is like, Jesus opens his doors because like you said, there's no onboarding. Like if you were in an office, it's like, here, we'll have this 30 minute meeting in person. And then I'm going to go home for a week. So good luck. (laughs) Like what corporate office does that? I know it's crazy. And you could get a client who has some SOPs, but it's still confusing when you're new, unless you've done the work and you're, you're like waltzing in, like kind of as a strategist person or a consultant, it's like, it's not very welcoming. <laughs> it's not well, and it's not because they're trying to be cold or whatever. It's just, they hired you to do a job. So now you just need to do it. Yeah. And that's the life of being an independent contractor. And that's why I am so thrilled about this course, because I give the SOPs. I give the workflows. Like we are really narrowing it down on these five things a digital marketing assistant is doing in the business. So you can waltz in with confidence. It's even better than the version you went through because we had more options. We're trying to like narrow it down and be more specific. And you can go on to add other specialties, Pinterest, YouTube, launching webinars, like all of that you can add on, but it starts with this core. And at this point, 
in this digital marketing online business world, clients expect you to know this. This isn't the same even so much has changed since I started this course three years ago. You and I were talking earlier about how some people come in and act like they know how to do things, but that doesn't necessarily mean they know the deeper levels of doing the work and what they're trying to do and how to set it up. So the business owner is just cemented to you. So you become that wing woman, wing man in the business, the sidekick, because that's ultimately what we're doing. We're starting at that assistant level and we're working our way up. And that's what you were doing with your big fish client is you were becoming more and more as an OBM and an integrator. That's amazing for somebody who started with so much fear and so much doubt questioning your pedigree and your education. And, and then you've like worked your way up quickly. Like, what do you owe that to? I totally 100% believe it was the people in the community and like the encouragement, the support. Like if I had questions, you know, I would go in and be like, you know what? I've never used that piece of software or I've never done that before, but I can figure it out because I had the crash course and all the resources that you have in there because I had everybody in the community where I could just go in, pop in a question you know, there are so many times like other people, like I knew nothing about Squarespace and like Brittany Garner's in there and she would be like, oh, Squarespace. Yeah, no, I got this. I'll help you. She's helped me like with some, coding. I know. like, uh, I don't have time to research this and just tell me, how do I take off the header? And she's like, here's the code. No questions are off limits in there. The main reason I've been successful at this is the resources because it wasn't just, let me show you how to set up your business. It was, let me show you how to do the work. That's not what other courses are doing right now. Any of us can go on legal Zoom and set up our own business, but nobody was going to be there to show me this is the software you're going to be expected to know if you're going to go into this. This is exactly what they're going to need set up on their back end. Like this is how you you use these platforms. I can remember starting to be exposed to this lingo this different verbiage and vernacular. I'm like, what are we talking about? And like little things that I would just kind of shake my head and pretend to know and then go Google. And then some things I didn't bother to Google. Like it took me a couple of years to Google VA. <laughs> and honestly, that's a hard acronym to Google because there's a lot of options that are wrong. But I can remember hearing my client like dropping names. Like I'm supposed to know who these people are. I'm supposed to know what their launch method is. I'm supposed to like be up to date with this and that. And that is also something I give in the crash course, like the keywords, the people to know who's who at least have an entry point. Like you can't know it all, but you can have some resources enough to point you in the right direction and go. And sometimes you just knowing enough about this digital marketing world is the clincher and getting hired. I'm seeing a lot of job ops in your groups and a lot of business orders are asking for like the gamut, all the things. And I am not an all the things kind of person at all. Like I clearly don't do any social media and like, that's not my jam, but that's what a lot of business owners are wanting help with. So you are an advocate of like, stay in your wheelhouse, like do what feels good, do what's comfortable for you. Don't feel like you have to do all the things if you don't want to, you know, like obviously dabble in it. So you have some experience, you know, what you like and what you don't like. But once you get to that point where you're like, you know what, that's not for me, then fine. Don't. So when we get into those points with those jobs, I feel confident enough to be like, I can do a and B, but I don't do C and D. 
there are plenty of other people who are like, I will gladly take C and D off that guy's plate. Like I've worked tandem with other VAs in the work group where they'll reach out to me and be like, my client needs help with this. And I don't do that. Or I will conversely be like, Hey, we're going to need someone on our team to help with this. And I'm not doing it. It's so powerful. And that's so nice to know you have a network of people to rely on. So how has this really changed your life? I know you and I talked about this was like in an alternate world, you'd be working retail and be miserable, but how has it changed your family life, your finances, your mom life? Tell me all of that. I'm not going to lie. When the kids were at home during COVID, I felt it hard. But again, that was also like a huge bonus. Like I could continue working with the kids right behind me. And my clients were totally fine with that. And there's not another job that probably would have been as okay with it. It's been great because my kids get to see that I work. I have an identity outside of them. It's teaching them good work ethic, good habits. It's created some space in our financial situation for us. You know, we're debt-free. So, right. And I mean, this job helped us get there. Like we don't have car payments. We don't have credit card bills. We don't have student loans anymore. That would not have been possible had I not just put my nose to the grindstone. I don't work as much as some people do. I don't charge as much as a lot of other people, but even working, I would say part-time, I've had some decent months. I mean, my best months were probably between three and three and a half thousand dollars. Nice. I mean, an average month for me is probably closer to a thousand to 1500, but I also don't work this full time. No. And I think that's a big caveat is everyone can do this on their own terms. And I have shared on this podcast, when I first started with my first Pinterest client, I made $200 a month and I was happy. Like if that was a difference maker in having to put something on the credit card. And I heard you funded Christmas, right? I funded Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. This last year was great. I even stopped working in August. So I didn't work for five months, but I was able to pay for Christmas. We went on like a couple of little trips that I covered. And it was just nice to know that, you know, because my husband and I don't have separate money, like our money is joint, but it was just nice to know that he didn't have the stress and the pressure of financially being the only provider or financially being the one who's supporting us. Like I know my income's secondary and it's by no means huge or anything, but it does, like I said, create some space, create some breathing room for us so we can do the things that we want without sacrificing too much. And if you ever got in a situation where you needed to increase your hours, you have- I can easily do that. You can increase your rate. (laughs) After all this experience, especially launching and helping clients do that, you know you can start charging more. And it's just so powerful to sit on that and know that that's in your back pocket if you need to. I mean, the way your life situation is now, I'm going to call it a remote urban base. (laughs) We can call it that. I mean, this isn't the time and place for you, but like, I feel like having that work-life harmony is way more important than some six-figure salary, full-time, 60-hour work week job. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. So what advice would you say to somebody like Natasha, pre-crash course, pre-UDMA school, who is just having all these questions, the self-doubt that you were talking about, wondering if you can do it, wondering if you can make your money back and figure it out and be successful. Like, what would you say to somebody sitting in your old shoes? 
you can, you can do this. There are a couple of people who've joined the work group that I know pre-work group that are like, are you sure I can do this? And I'm like, absolutely. You can do this, but there's a caveat. You have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing and hungry to go after those jobs. You have to apply, 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 follow up. You know, it's just like with any other job, you have to go out and get it. So if you're going to be too scared to go out and get it, I mean, that's what's going to hold you back. Not your skills, not your lack of education, not your resume gap. You will be the one holding yourself back. You told me the work group was so good because it didn't get you stuck in Google loops and you had people willing to help you. And you've also told me that the reason you have been successful is you had that continued support and that incubation period. So for anyone who's like questioning, how can I do it? I think that's the difference maker. You get the skill set, but then you have the place to ask questions, move forward and kind of like start before you're ready. Really? Like that's what it is. And you know, people have got your back if you run into any kind of situation. And that's the thing. It's not a feeding frenzy in any of your groups. Like everybody is 100% your cheerleader. Everybody is 100% there to support you. Like I posted this morning about having legitimate business cards and stuff. Like within 20 minutes, there were people who were commenting and like, giving me, you know, like, ah, go here or don't do it. Just do a QR code and legitimately anything about your business that you need help with, or you just want to share a win or you are struggling. It's the perfect place for people who understand exactly what you're doing, exactly what you're going through. And I mean, it's also a good place to pass work off or to share work with other people when you are going through those growing points in your journey. Oh, so good. So what is it about you that you think clients really want? Like that has made you so hireable and cause you've had people reaching out, trying to hire you. I'm going to just say it out there. What is it? What do you have? I think I don't take on clients unless I'm really passionate about what they're doing. So they know that when I come on, I'm going to treat their business. Like it's my business. Like I'm going to be as dedicated and as serious as they are. Their business is not just another thing on a checklist for me. Like I genuinely care about them and their business. So I think that's something that kind of sets me apart in that respect. So what would you say to somebody who is new and trying to position themselves and get their first client in a very crowded online space? Like what advice would you have for them? I would say to own their own voice a little bit more. It's okay to put personality in your cover letter when you reach out to them. It's okay to be you. Like you don't have to be a sterile, corporate, real formal person. Because a lot of these business owners are real people too. They are also not sterile or formal, like occasionally there will be some overshares and some meetings or whatever. We're all guilty of it. But I think that putting your personality in there is the big difference. One of my clients, he asked me, he's like, what should I be looking for? This was before I agreed to work with him. He was like, what should I be looking for in building my team? And I was like, the personality, the personality is more important. You can teach anybody skills. Anybody can learn new skills. Anybody can learn how to do anything but you can't learn a specific kind of personality. 
Oh, that's good. I'm thinking of all the cold DMs I get. Very sterile. I'm thinking of how untrustworthy it is if someone's too fake and too perfect. I can't help it. I think I'm a skeptic, but I think there's something nice when people are themselves. And I know a lot of VAs, new VAs get really intimidated when they need to send in a video. And that's actually the time to shine and to show yourself. And that's going to be more attractive than any kind of technical skill set. Well, Natasha, this has been so fun sharing your story. If you want to shout out Natasha, head over to our free Facebook group. You can see her over there. She's very active. She's not actively promoting her services, but she is supporting other virtual assistants and unicorns over there. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So if you're wondering, well, people want to hire me, what if I'm not a specialist with tons of experience? If you're wondering, do I have what it takes? If you're wondering, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do something overwhelming and scary like start a new job or thinking maybe I'm too old, not educated enough, I'm just a mom, all of that is hogwash. You can do it. Anything you put your mind to, if you go all in and learn the skills, my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School will give you the comprehension and the application so you can jump into these hot situations with clients and tackle the work. That's what it's all about. It's about getting started, getting started quickly, not wasting your time, getting a return on your investment of your schooling. Like Natasha said, this is nothing like college where you take a $3,000 course and then can't actually apply it to real work. This is completely opposite. If you're somebody like Natasha, who's working $50 an hour, 10 hours a week, that's $500 a week. That's $2,000 a month. Can you see the return on that? Can you see what that would be times 12, times 24? Think about as you up your rates, as you gain more clients, there's no ceiling for you. So take some advice from Natasha. Get over yourself, believe in yourself, and put yourself in a situation where somebody will be there to support you and work through those fears and help you through those first clients. And do what Natasha's doing, giving back to people inside the digital marketing work group and encouraging them. She's one of our best cheerleaders. All right, next week we're talking to another student who's in a completely different situation as a business owner, no children, and what it was like for her jumping into this work brand new type of work and the lessons she's learned. I'll see you over there. And don't forget to sign up for the workshop, How to Make a Living on Your Own Terms. We're covering how to position yourself in the online space so you get clients, so you get noticed, so you have the confidence in this next discovery call. I cannot wait for this workshop. I hope I see your name on the list. Bye. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services.
And yeah. I was like, okay, mom. Ugh. If you want to do Pinterest, can you hear my door? It's so loud. I can hear some squeaking. But I thought it was um, a bird outside. A kid yelling. I don't know what else I want to say. 